Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Pawinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Check, check, check. You sound pretty good to me. You sound good to me. Thanks, man. <laughs> Hope you never get tired of this. Never, never. All right, welcome to the No Self Podcast. All right. I'm here with Daniel Pawinski. Hello. And I am Eduardo Manteca. So, yeah, it's good to see you again, man. Always good to be in your presence. Yeah. So, uh, talking a lot, um, as we always do before the podcast, about, um, you know, our topic today, but really I'm just going to kind of let Daniel take it from here. We, we've had a lot of conversations before, and I know we've, um, also have talked about what more we want to bring to the podcast. And one of the things we want to bring is, is these conversations that sort of Daniel and I have, uh, off the air, you know, on the air with you, uh, in regards to, um, some ideas and some other philosophies that we've either, um, taken a deep dive into or just conversed about and then before you know we kind of have a wild idea and start kind of writing away and, and putting a lot of things down if you can only look at the desk that daniel's sitting at right now it looks <laughs> it looks great i mean i told him he should laminate these and give them out to people but um he really does have a lot of information so um when he called me last week about what we were really going to be doing um for this episode i was very excited to bring up this topic um since we again we've talked about this before which is the game of hide and go seek and it was so exciting to hear your enthusiasm about it so i was like let's do this so um you know without further ado let's yeah. get into it man absolutely and great introduction man because you're right we have kind of touched on this topic already um through a couple different of our conversations especially when we were looking at eastern mysticism and its comparison to western mysticism mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a unique, a unique topic. And one of the interesting aspects is what we're going to kind of discuss today is we're actually going to look at the child's game of hide and seek right. and see how this is more of a ritual, um, that the children are performing that actually can tell us a lot about our journey and a lot about this whole experience that we're having. And so it's a really, really unique thing once you kind of start thinking about the name and then you start thinking about the entire game and you really start reflecting on it you see that this is again a ritual and again like where does this where does that game even come from like i there's probably like a recorded date of when somebody claimed ownership of right. creating that game but that's kind of like that game is kind of like in the perennial philosophy i feel like children forever have been playing hide and seek and we'll even kind of talk about how your maturity kind of changes as you kind of grow up from being the youngest child playing hide and seek to as you become the oldest and how you get a little bit better at it, but the excitement is kind of gone. And we're really going to kind of look at that as well. But um, it really is a fascinating topic. And so we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Um, So in the game of hide and seek, again, we all know the rules, but we have one individual who closes their eyes and all the other individuals go and hide. Okay. And so this is going to be a really good analogy because one thing we're going to see is this story is about the self, right? the higher self, right? Especially so the person who's chosen, you know, closes their eyes, they count down to a number, they count up to a number, and the all the participants are going to kind of run and hide. 
And this is a great analogy for life because the game is called hide and seek. Okay. And as we're children, when we first start playing this play, this game, right? When we start first playing this game, we're not the best at finding other individuals and we're not the best at hiding ourselves, right? We're just like so excited, right? right? So what we're really participating is the seeking. We're just so excited about the seeking and that excitement of playing this game and just playing um, either hiding or finding the individuals yourself is its own generator of energy, right? right? And it's this limitless energy, right? So it's one of those things we really kind of see um, that's just like the self-generating, just kind of like the, the soul is, right? It's right. just that internal energy and it's really having its experience and expression through us in that moment. And there's like all this excitement, right? Um, but we're not the best at hiding at that time, nor are we the best at finding, like, because we're just so excited. We don't have those analytical skills yet. We're still kind of feeling off of emotion and excitement, um, but we're all there, right? And then as we get a little bit older, we um, we get better at that aspect right, of right, hiding. Right. We get better at that aspect of, of finding. You know, we were kind of talking about this off camera, but, you know, I just remember how exciting it was playing that game as a child and like i remember the first time my uncle like hid behind a door and it's kind of funny because the background noise right now is a door that's moving for us um but he hid behind a door and i remember when he like opened the door like i just like i blew like a funny fuse because i had no idea (laughs) that you could hide behind like that crevice You know, like I learned so much about geometry. I learned so much about being clever in that moment. And I just like blew a funny food. My uncle was like, are you okay? Because I think I just couldn't stop laughing because it just like blew my mind. Right. Right. And for the rest of the time, like anytime the younger kids were coming over, I'm like, oh, I got the best hiding spot. Right. So you get better at this, this aspect of hiding and also you're a little bit more analytical. So you're getting better at finding. But the problem is, is as you get older, you lose that seeking excitement as the child. So you're actually not even that much better. Like you're, although you're better at the game, you're distracted. You're kind of thinking, oh, I'm, I'm too old to play this game. Right. Right. Um, So that's the exoteric version of the story, right? That's, that's exactly what everybody, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, I tuned into this podcast to hear the rules of hide and seek. So now let's kind of get into the esoteric. Okay. So we have the soul, right? In darkness, that's going to open its eyes and mm-hmm. light. Okay. And we have the scattering of the other individuals. Okay. So this is really going to almost represent the beginning of the universe, that big bang, that explosion of the star, the explosion of the pieces that kind of go. And this is going to be an analogy for life because once the light turns on, we do, we, we have this game of hide and seek. So there's this interest and this, this excitement to seek out, right? And then it gets better and we start you know, in the aspect of being able to find as well as we get older, right? As we kind of go into those analytical skills. So really what this, this game is showing us is we need to not only seek God in everything, but we need to find God in everything. Right. So hide and seek, it's the aspect of finding the self because what you're really doing is you're going through a ritual and what the other participants actually represent is the scattering of your higher self. Because if you even think about it, what do you call the person that looks? It. You're it. You are the entire universe. You are consciousness. Right. You are everything. You are it. And you are finding the other pieces of yourself. And how do you do that? Because right. it's a game of hide and seek. So you want to kind of carry that childhood energy of seeking, 
which is that excitement, right? Um, and you also want to have that analytical energy to be able to find God in everything. And this is really going to kind of talk to us about really what we were kind of speaking about last week with that Saturn Returns, how, you know, even when it's harder to, um, you might not be able to see God in everything, but you still want to seek God in everything. And it's how these, it's almost going to be an interplay between the two. But the real essence of the aspect is, is you are it, right? And you're, you're playing. So you're, you're playing in this play of life. And that's what this ritual is really representing. It's representing the individual in the play. Right. And it's, it's the play of everything. It's the greatest play of all time because it is all time. Yeah. It's consciousness expansion. It's why we're here. It's the the journey to find that higher self. So we really, in the game of hide and seek is really showing us from darkness to light, we need to go on this journey to find the other pieces of ourself as kind of like the scattering and the, the expansion of the star. And what's going to keep us on that journey is that childhood excitement, that seeking. Exactly. So we need to find God in everything, and we need to seek God in everything. Um, and we need to start seeing these patterns. And right. again, pattern recognition kind of comes up. But the aspect of, like, it's just so fascinating that you call the person who's finding it, it. Right. It is such a powerful word, because it is, it is like really one of the only words outside of like the names of divinity, but to ex- to de- describe what the event, like divinity is and what this universal consciousness is, it is almost the best expl- explanation. It and that. Right. Like the shortest, easiest kind of possibilities. But if you really think about it, universal consciousness is it and universal consciousness is that. Right. And that's almost the best way to kind of break it down. And that's exactly what you're looking for in this hide and seek, right? right? You're seeking out it and you're finding that. Right. And, and if, if you don't, you know, you're pretending. And when you're pretending for too long in this game, um, you know, there's a lecture by Alan Watts where I was, I'm definitely paraphrasing, but he talks about, you know, the pretending is where we'll, we'll definitely, and I've known this for myself, will bring suffering. It's simple as that because you pretend for too long and you don't seek out what you were meant to seek out. You know, you're, you're kind of not playing the game. You're just kind of staying and hiding. And so mm-hmm. remaining in that state of having the eyes closed and not seeking, you know, people are waiting to be found. They're just as excited to be found on the opposite end. You know what I mean? And you can't deny it, you know, but... I know that if you don't go seeking, you know, I mean, you, you're definitely going to feel some sort of guilt. It's like, what are you doing? Are you just like flirting with the idea of being awakened? Mm-hmm. Because if, if you're not going to go out and seek and, and use that childlike approach, then, you know, the game, the game isn't infinite in this case. It's like you, you will be required to sort of like gather, um, I guess, like find a way to, to return home as, as any philosophy mm-hmm. might tell you or any, um, spiritual journey will tell you is is always the game to get back home. But I feel like, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's there's both components that are needed for the game to be played. And right. yeah, one should not be neglected. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, looking into hide and seek as far as, um, you know, not only just like the lectures from you know, either Alan Watts or other resources that uh, I've looked into, one thing that kept coming back up to me, and that's something I had learned in like a child developmental class that I took a long time ago and other things like that, that have like, um, uh, 
made me so inquisitive about it is the game of peekaboo. And I know that we were just talking about this, but it's interesting how a baby is from God. It is the purest version of the return to this existence, and it understands how to play the game so well. And mm-hmm. and so it's interesting that people have been even studying that, just even just um, in psychology, they'll they'll try to figure out like why is this the most, um, you know, that what is the approach onto figuring out what their cognition is at that age and how quickly they're quick to, to know what the, what the game is like, you know, you're there and then you're not there, but I know you're there even if I can't see you. And like the instinct mm-hmm. is there for the child. It's like, you know, um, kind of reminds me of what you're saying regarding, uh, that childlike mentality of going to seek. Right. Um, but I'm sorry, go on. No, 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 absolutely, man. Cause you're right. You're, you're talking about that, that joy of play, right. The joy and of that play. excitement that the child has and that natural curiosity, um, and really it's just that expansion of that universal connection that we see in children that probably we are so connected on because really they talk about even like the neurons in your brains, you have the most connections at birth. Like you obviously don't have these like higher logic skills, but when it comes to energy moving around those brains, like there's so much energy moving around the brains in that childhood aspect. And again, it's that universal consciousness really pushing through without any kind of filter, without any kind of plasticity that has been imposed by either physically or through the society. Mm. Right. So we still have that excitement and how important that excitement is, you know? Um, And again, it's just like that love to seek and that, that interest in the situation, like you see in hide and seek, or you see in peekaboo Um, and really just about, you know, it's just seeing the magic in all things, you know? And again, you know, when we're, when we're at that age, we do, we see the magic in the life. we see the magic in the experience. We, we perceive the story that's being told, you know, it's not until we're told we have to fit into this cube, this, you know, this cube, right? The Saturn cube. And this is what you have to do. And you have to have all this indoctrination, but really at one point we see that magic, we see that story. And again, that it's that great story that we all play um, a part in not only as actors in telling the story, but we're also the audience, you know? So we play this great part in this, in this story um, where we are the audience, we are the performer and what that story is it's it's again it's that greatest story of all time because it's the only story of all time and that's really what we're seeing with that childhood energy they're partaking in it they're really being in that moment right they're, they're just being you know and that's something that we kind of move away from when we kind of get these analytical um concrete ideas and again we need to go through this experience we need to have this hardening for this foundation um, but we don't want to lose the ability, even through that um, narrowing process um, of seeking universal consciousness and finding universal consciousness right. in everything. Because, again, it is everything. That's why you're it. Yeah. Because you are everything. You are the universe as above, so below. Right. Right. So you are it. So you're really doing this beautiful ritual and dance in that aspect of, again, the play of life. And so we, we think we graduate from playing this game, but actually what we do is we just start playing this game full time right? and it's a hide and seek. And we don't even know that we're not playing this game anymore. We convince ourselves that that game was, we don't play games anymore because we play the game. Yeah. Right. And that's when we get on that rat race reel and we're just moving all the time, really busy, but on that wheel, we're not getting anywhere. And what we're not getting is the 
is those finer substances that you perceive when you do seek God in everything and find God in everything. And those are those finer substances. Spirituality is a finer substance. That's why it's we don't perceive this energy at all the right. time. Like we've all had that moment. Um, I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast has had that moment of a spiritual realization and it could have hit you at the weirdest times, you know? Like I remember before I even got into spirituality, I was in college and I was just washing my hands in the sink. And I never really thought about spirituality, but for one, for this like three minutes, I was just completely one with everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I finally kind of understood what Buddhism was and it actually kind of like kind of opened up my eyes. But I just remember I had the spiritual experience, but I was such a, a five cents um, left brain dominant individual at the time. I kind of discounted it. It's just like, oh, that was just euphoria, you know? And like, I was just giving it scientific terms, like blah, 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 blah. But really what I was having was I was having a spiritual experience. Um, and those finer substances, for some reason, found a way to make themselves apparent. And like, right. we feel these at like weddings, you feel these at um, births of babies, you feel these even at funerals, right? You feel these these spiritual essences that you're kind of open to that either happens through like a lot of excitement or maybe a traumatic event, um, but you still you open yourself to kind of um, perceive these particles. But what we really want to concentrate is turning on those receptors to perceive the spiritual finer substances that are always around us. And we want to open up those receptors um, all the time. Right. Right. So we want to seek God and everything, find out and everything. And that's going to, what that is, is it's going to, when we soften ourselves and we, our ability to kind of see beyond this five sense reality and see beyond this construct for reality, um, for experience, we can start perceiving that energy more. Um, and that's really what, another aspect of enlightenment is, you know? Yeah. And so that's kind of one of those things is, is, you know, it's like, even with like psychedelics, um, I'm definitely a fan of psychedelics, but what you really want to work to is to kind of get into that mindset and that feeling all the time, because a lot of times the individual is drowning in what the mystic bathes in. And that's really what you want to get to. Cause what happens in those aspects is it just opens up parts of your brain and you really start kind of activating yourself. Um, but you want to get to that energy, um, all the time. Like you don't want to have to, to take much. Those are just to show you like, Hey, yeah. this is a potential consciousness awareness that you can be at. Um, but you can't just live on that. Like you try it. Like if you try it, you're just like, Oh, that was terrible. You have bad. It's, it, it right. just doesn't work that way. Like the universe is like, Oh no, it's like a hint, but I'm not going to let you just like, yeah. you got to go do the work kid. It's like, get on, get on going. Yeah. You know? No, definitely, man. I think, um, spot on. I mean, it's funny cause you, what you're saying right now, even, um, from your spiritual uh, experience, one thing that is key there is you use definitions that are made here in this, in this, in this place right now to like, to cover that up. You're like, well, I'm going to move on from this. And I'm sure that these words that I know by definition have allowed me to, to not let this experience resonate as heavily as it probably should, but maybe it still did. I don't know. I'll write it off as something else. But what I was going to say is the duality here, um, or the example I'm going to use is in the physical world that we're born into, um, we definitely play the game of hide and seek with ourselves. And some of us do it all the way until our deathbed, right? We expect it like, Hey, I know that what I believe is in truth. I feel inside. I know what it's made out of. And I don't, claim to know anything, but I feel it. And that's, a, that's knowing in its own way, right? It's like, I feel it. No one can tell me that uh, otherwise. And so you seek it out in things like pop culture, you seek it out in music, you seek it out in other things that are fantastical because you are fantastical inside. But here's the trick. When you're a child, even scientists will tell you 
Um, so back to like putting definitions to things that maybe don't need to be defined just yet is uh, even um, psychologists will say that when a child starts to place hide and go seek uh, at a young age, um, they learn very quickly autonomy and they learn very quickly how to explore because they're like, oh, I'm out to get something. I'm out to go find something. And this is the reward is the adrenaline and the actual physical um, uh, rewards that I'll get from finding that individual but it's like okay but keep having fun you don't have to be mm -hmm. aggressive you don't have to be like so intense about like seeking these 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 children you're playing with just find them and keep playing the game but if you get lost in that in this five cent construct therefore then you're um you're stuck to that game already you're stuck mm -hmm. to the other game the game is like the game you're talking about right now within the cube because then you're like no i'm the best at this I'm like yeah you need to step out of that right but this the thing that i think is always important to talk about is not losing sight that when you do get to that level of consciousness that it's okay for all the other things that are going to fall literally right off because i think that's very hard for people to understand it's like I think it was um, Jim Carrey once said in a long time ago, but I remember him saying like, I wish everyone was rich. So you just know, like, this is nothing like this isn't what you think it is. This wealth that that we're all seeking after in this rat race or this game is it, it's empty. It's so empty, but it's really hard for people to grasp that. But here's the thing. When you do start to find enlightenment and start to find things within um, just like arm's reach, as far as opportunities go, because you're living for the real reason that you're supposed to be here on, on, basically seen through that veil then the other things don't matter it's a parallel like instant where you'll just realize like oh once i started going for what i really wanted everything else kind of followed but by the time everything else followed everything was kind of stale in my mouth and you're like okay i guess i've just like figured that out and that's difficult you know that's really hard to, to to cope with for some people so i think that's why people prolong the game all the way until maybe they're seniors and then is when they have that and we talked about this with Saturn's return, but it's when you're at that third phase or fourth phase of Saturn's return where you can just sort of like take a seat and just be like, oh, I see everything. I'm a part of everything. I am one with everything. I am everything. And, you know, most likely then you probably ascend that night and they're like, what happened to grandpa? And it's like, <laughs> right? grandpa's yeah. like, I'm, I got yeah. this, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that can go both ways. I think that's, you can have that breakthrough or I also think, you know, a lifelong, a calcination oh, yeah, and indoctrination right. some people go you know pulling yeah. pulling on those sheets to stay here when they really don't you know when we really understand universal consciousness that energy doesn't dissipate right um but yeah i think that's 100 percent true man i think there's a, as you get older and you get from that first stage to that second stage i think it's in between that first saturn returns and that second saturn returns that it's almost probably the hardest to seek and in this game of hide and seek, I think that because of that creativity kind of comes back around, I think that kind of opens right. you up again. But yeah, I think if, I mean, indoctrination is such a powerful thing and we see it in our society so much, you know, they will fight tooth and nail just to be on the, what they like assume is the winning side, you know, or just, just the again, normal polarity. Yeah. Duality. So the um, normal. And, uh, yeah. So, but go on. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, um, you know, again, I think one of those aspects that we are kind of talking about too, and I think you brought up a great point about this because that, you know, that whole seeking and finding it and everything, you know, 
you brought up that great point about Jim Carrey where he says, I wish everybody was rich so they would see that this isn't the end goal. And I think right. that's something we have to really recognize, especially when we understand ourselves as these creative individuals. And we'll kind of get more back into um, what manifesting is and how we kind of utilize the brain for it. But at the end of the day, the white magician is only is only manifesting you know, how can I be of greatest health to the expansion of universal consciousness? How do I, how do I, you know, I want to manifest love and I want to manifest truth. Um, or I should say, I don't manifest truth because I'm not the arbitrator of truth, but I want to manifest my constant alignment with truth. So I'm, you know, tapping into that energy as much as possible and always getting better and better at that. And that's really all we want to manifest. Like we, we don't, again, want to manifest physical things because you're right. They're already dying by the time you get it. It's decay. Right. Once you get it, you want something else like you're always going to want other things and now one thing we want to bring up too is there's no nothing wrong with being like loving to decorate or having a hobby that cost you to get stuff right you know and i wanted to kind of bring that up about that saturn returns too when we were talking about how you can be anything but you're you can be everything you can be anything but you can't be everything um you know when we talk about that stuff too, what we're really alluding to is you have to kind of find a focus, but you can still be like a Renaissance individual like Absolutely. yourself, yeah. you know, where you do film, you work in medicine, like you have all these different hats that you kind of put on and just, you know, it's that constricting of yourself and that kind of aspect. Um, Daniel wears a lot of hats, by the way. <laughs> we are, we do like to wear hats. We love this experience. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, unfortunately, I think I lost where I was going there because I was just like, I kind of went off on a tangent, but really it's just that idea of manifestation and what we're creating. And again, you you do have this amazing power to create as a child um, because you did manifest a lot of things in your life. You weren't, you know, like what you would say, like ceremonially, magically aware of kind of what you were doing, but you were definitely manifesting. And why you were such a powerful manifester is because of that excitement, because of that creativity, um, and before and because of that seeking aspect. Absolutely. So again, when we hear about the, um, when we hear about like some of these like bogus new age movements, um, and they talk about you know like the law of attraction, they make the want to be the material thing. And it's just right. like, you're, you're, it's, you're grabbing at sand and you're trying to hold a bunch of sand in your hand. It's just going to slide through the cracks and that's all you're doing. And yeah, you're going to get good at manifesting and you can get these physical things. And like, yeah, you want like shelter, you want like, you know, protect food and water for your family. But like one car is just as good as like six cars. Like you have to understand that there's not even, you know, they even did this like a beautiful scale and this is an economic scale. This isn't even my scale. This isn't an esoteric information. This was like done by some like turd university. Right. And they, um, (laughs) and they, um, they showed, they did this like survey and they found out that, you know, you need certain things to be happy and it was food, water, and shelter. Right. And it made you like, Right, exponentially happy. Like when you have those three things covered, you are a more happy individual. But they found that it doesn't; it's not on scale. So if you have double the food, double the water, and double the shelter, you don't go twice as up on the scale. Right, right. like it's barely a much of an increase. Like it's just like this slow thing, and then it kind of just flattens out once mm-hmm. you have all this stuff and you keep doubling it. So it's not something that exponentially gets better the more you have. Um, again, love your thing, especially like us fellow Taurus. You like. Like if you like fashion, like that's your art expression. Like don't don't ever think like when we talk about materialism that I'm not saying that you can't have things because that that could be your artistic expression. Like one of my favorite parts of the restaurant was putting up pictures. You know what I mean? Oh, like you, that you was, did a, you did a great job. But man. we had such a fun thing. But yeah. it was an artistic expression, you know? Because I'm sure some people walked in that esoteric hallway and they were like, "Where the hell am I?" <laughs> you know? Right. I thought I was at a quesadilla restaurant. Right. We're like, psych. But um, 
but yeah, so that was like an expression, right? And I love that aspect. So again, we're never talking about like, oh, you need to sell all your things and just like, that's how you have to do this. Um, but what we're saying is as you exponentially go, don't expect your excitement to kind of go keep getting higher. Yeah, no. And I think something, something I can say real quick about, um, cops are coming. Cops are coming. <laughs> I can hear. Well, I could pause this no. if you want. No, okay. we're good. Okay. One thing I want to keep on what you're saying that I really, I I've, I know how I can apply this idea, but I love that you were always concerned with the beauty and the decoration and the, I mean, just the expression that you had for, or the way you were expressing yourself in your restaurant and not being so hung up on other things that didn't really matter within that expression. And what I'm trying to say here is so I can gather my thoughts is like one thing I've been wanting to say to you, because it's fascinating about the topic regarding hide and seek the game, the ritual, and what we do by instincts is a couple of things. But one of the first things I want to say that I can just like go back into my childhood is this. People can hide in the most creative spot, but there's no point in how great a spot you hid from if the game's over, because we all know that feeling. What if you did find that spot and you're just like, they never found me. But then if you go back, you're, you're going to have to like chase all your friends and hope that they're all still in a group and be like, you guys, you guys, let me take you where I was. No one found me. Everyone's like, oh, dude, that game was over like right. four hours ago. Like you, you, you like you went a little too far. And like, that's what I always noticed about you in the restaurants that you've owned is that your creative expression wasn't like holding you into a place where you're like, hiding from the entire game itself or even being able to share the experience of the game with everyone else. You see what I'm saying? I feel like some people, that's that's the sad truth of life. It's like, if you hide too well, the game will be over and you'll like, it'll be dark before you know and then you're like lost in the woods. You're like, what, what did I just do to myself? Like I was with so many people and it was so much fun, but I wanted to prove something, I suppose. So therefore, this is how far I went and everyone's like, oh, Oh, we thought you went home and it's like, no, man, I like slept in the woods overnight. <laughs> it was awful. That loneliness. <laughs> that loneliness. You too good at hiding. Yeah, you you'd be, have... go from having a good time to just be like, oh, dude, I'm kind of scared right now. Like a little kid, I mean. Oh, my gosh. You, that was, you blew a funny fuse just like my uncle did behind the door, <laughs> man, when you just said that. Because it's 100%. Like, think about that hide and seek factor, how we get so good at hiding. Again, this everything's esoteric. Like you can always get right. down to the deep iceberg of this information. Um, and that's exactly it. I didn't even think about that aspect, but you bring up such a good point because in this game of, you know, finding God and seeking um, God, you also have that opportunity to hide from God. Right. Right. And this right. is when we hide in our, our mansion in the hills and yes. we just hide ourselves with things and we cover these things um, because we don't even know where to look and we don't even think anybody's looking for us. And that's not true. There is your internal self oh, is always yeah. looking for you. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about the aspect of how good right. we get at hiding. That's such a good point, man, yeah. because you're exactly right. And that's kind of the analogy. And that's kind of funny how synchronicity kind of works because like, why were we kind of like, we were, did not plan on talking about materialistic things and even manifesting tonight. It just kind of came up. And then with that, we kind of came up with, well, if you don't manifest, if you don't find God and seek God from everything, you're going to manifest hiding from God and hiding from seeing God. And that's going to be hiding from the lessons, hiding right. from these patterns, hiding from these finer substances and spiritual experiences and only partaking in your little nook, right? Kind of like up in the trees where nobody can find you. And again, you have this really cool hiding spot, but the game's going to end. The game's going to end. And you're you're gonna not going to get to share with anyone. Again, I'm using you as an example because 
I have worked in, in several industries to know when I've met the person who say put the same amount of like beautiful artwork that you had in your restaurants, but they were so enamored with the framing of it that it's like, man, you're spending a lot of time on like the frames that hold the picture and the price of the frames that you're missing out on like your customers enjoying the ambiance that you've mm -hmm. created, the customer or your the people, your employees in the place that you're wanting to sort of let people feel self-expressed. Like you you had that inviting aspect of the restaurant that's like, hey, we're all playing the game. You know, like you don't have to hide that far. We don't have to go that technical into the framing of this picture. It's the picture itself that I hope moves you. By the way, I got to get back to these orders. Mm -hmm. So it's like you weren't like super hung up on that, even though like I know some people would stop and kind of look at these walls and go like, hey, well, what's this and what's that? It's like, hey, well, you know, if it's making right. you feel a certain way, then we're playing yeah. the game. We're like playing we did, the game. We did good. Well, um, I think maybe I have the pictures of those hallways. Maybe we'll post it onto the Instagram. But yeah, man, should, it was yeah. always so fun. It was always fun looking for those frames because we would go to the Goodwills, which is like the secondhand store. So we were Goodwill hunting. Goodwill. You know? That was all you, man. Fun. You were so it was good so much that. fun. It was so much like, fun. Where but... did you find this? And you're like, Dude, <laughs> so good, man. So good. But yeah, man, I just I love that aspect. What you brought up about the hiding um, and how we can get so good at hiding, and we spend our whole life hiding. And then you're right. We have this like emptiness at the end because we really didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish because these things are going to go away. It's like you know the game of Monopoly. Everything goes back in the box. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what this experience is about. And again, our hope is through character development that we graduate from this experience, right? And we keep climbing up the ladder of consciousness. So, but you can't take your things. And the Egyptians knew that. They studied death more than anybody did for, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Hmm. And they knew you didn't go without your material things. You went with symbol, symbolic things like gold and silver because that represented the sun and the moon. And they wanted you to take those astrological energies because of how the law, um, natural law works is right. it works on all levels. So, you know, that's the beauty about learning these principles is these are the principles of the higher dimensions. So when you learn these, these this understanding, it's information for your soul on its entire journey. And that's right. why you're so seeking this information out. And that's why this resonates with you so much. And it's so important because again, we spoke about it in the last episode, but you ask like a Freemason and even Egyptians back uh, when they were Kemet, um, commissions, you would ask them, why do you study? Why do you put all your dedication to doing this? And it was to learn how to die, you know, and to be able to be complete at that point, be able to graduate onto this next life with as much spiritual currency, spiritual information and spiritual knowledge. So we can keep on this journey and don't get stuck. Don't get stuck in a heaven or a hell or a purgatory, right? right? But keep climbing that ladder because again, you're it. Yeah. You are it. Yeah. You are everything. We are everything. We are consciousness. So we are consciousness is perceiving through us. And that's exactly what happens when we close our eyes, count down for hide and seek, and then open our eyes. It's the opening of consciousness. That's the experience that what we are, what we are. And it's that light shining through. It's about, again, using that light that shines through to collect the pieces of yourself, make yourself whole. You do that through the, again, finding God and seeking God and not hiding from God, which was a great way to kind of do it. But the biggest aspect is you are it. Right. You know, you are universal consciousness. And we, again, we see this through separation. We don't see this because of individualization. We don't see this universal connection very often. And that's what Again, this game is trying to let you know, like, you know, you're it. You are not only playing the play, but you are also the audience watching the play. So you, you just play all parts. 
I was just thinking that as you said that, the universal consciousness, you just made me realize like, even if we were little kids right now, and you and I both know this, if we were both little kids right now, uh, you know, I'll say like first graders, you could have a child from everywhere in the world and we don't speak the same language and we'll know exactly how to play this game. It's oh, like, absolutely. that's it. Oh, that's we, it. I know, know who's it. You know? It's perennial. Yeah. It's universal, man. Like, yeah. where no did this one would game be like, what's from? the rules? It's like, no, just go hide. Exactly. He's counting. They would know by the yeah, countdown. It doesn't matter what game, the numbers sound like. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. A hundred percent, man. And yeah. like, where does this information, why is, why is there these, all these symbols? Like if we could all look at these symbols, we would know what it was, you know? And this is like that universal language of how like babies don't have to verbally talk, but they look like they're having like full conversations and how kids can just play with other kids, even if they don't speak the mm -hmm. same language. Mm -hmm. Like think of how like tough it is to communicate with somebody who you don't speak the other languages. Cause we're like limited to having to verbalize our communication. You know, where babies, again, they've got the most neuron connections happening at that time. Like you look at two babies looking at each other and like you tell me they ain't having a conversation. Like they're connecting on such a realm because they're just oh, yeah. like, you could just see it in their head movements. Like there's some kind of communication going on. And um, and it only happens with adults when there's a common event that happens that doesn't need words or needs um, no understanding of the um, opposite's language. Mm-hmm. So children operate on that too. You'll see that if you're just, you know, I know you've done a lot of traveling abroad and in those moments, you could have a laugh with someone who does not speak the same language because you're both like, oh, looks like both our beds in this hostel just got soaked by this water. Right. And it's like either you smile. Yeah. And there's this universal consciousness exchange right there. We are like, ah, oh, we're both kind of soaked. And it's like, you want to go get a beer? It's like, I, there's still no conversation. You know, if someone were to catch you in that flow state with that person, they'd be like, dude, I did not know you spoke Cantonese. You're right. like, oh, I don't like, right. We're this guy's the universal. man. And yeah. then that guy's half five in you. And you're just like, I don't know. But right. Daniel, you're, you're definitely that guy. Daniel has a passport to the world. Uh, you know, because anytime I've ever seen you in other places, you're just like, yeah, man, I think they think I'm one of them right now. So it's, <laughs> well, it's going so pretty good. Fun. And I'm like, no, oh, I'm sure Ooh. it is, man. You're like, you're doing a good job and not having to like, not have that exchange. Like, you know, children can have, or even like a newborn can have, which is like knowing exactly how to like perceive one another without having to, you know, decode all the things that like you were talking about in indoctrination have we've layered ourselves with to be like, Oh, you have to decipher me first before you can even like have the word hello. And it's like, no, yeah, you could say hello, you know? Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no man. It's, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. You know, we, we kind of see this, this whole, this plastic society we live in definitely promotes this, individuality to the aspect of it's like every man for themselves. So we, we lose out on this aspect that this is actually, we're just playing, we're just universal consciousness playing hide and seek with ourselves. Um, and, you know, one of the things we need to do as a society is to, you know, we've severed that connection with that spiritual understanding and we've severed that connection I with know, this, like, crazy. you know, this higher understanding. And that's really what we need to kind of reconnect with yeah um, well we've defined it so poorly in different uh manners that are just like summed up so quickly like uh you and i were talking about this but um and like uh, developmental psychology uh you know babies still go into talking about object permanence and mm -hmm. i was explaining to you that object permanence is like being able to accept that you know objects continue to exist even though they can not be seen in that moment and are heard or, or, or seen, I should say. And, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's an interesting concept that I feel like 
we can define it. We can talk about what babies are going through as an older person, but it's like, man, like, I feel like this baby knows more than you do. Like, you're just like really buying into this realm and he's just coming into this realm, like with wide eyes knowing like, oh, I know where truth lies. And you're just like, oh, you're just a baby. And because we're just putting words to something we can't exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's, it's just kind of goes with one of those things, you know, like, just how even like, again, the spoken word and the written word is so powerful to manifest in this five sense reality. But, you know, going back to the idea of when Socrates was asking his student about the, you know, what's a vegetable? Oh, he's right. Like, oh, he's like, it's this carrot. He's like, what's a carrot? He's like, a vegetable. He's like, what's a vegetable? And he's like, a carrot. And he's just like, well, now I know nothing, yeah. you know? Um, because again, once we kind of put words to something, um, we define it and put it in a box. And again, it's that. Right. It's, it's not, you know, again, it's it and that. It and that you're yeah. saying. You yeah. know, it's, that's the, really the words of the scribe, this universal consciousness. And really when you think about like, how do you raise a child and like, um, I know Alan Watts talked about this because he talks about the, that, 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 like the sound in Hinduism because they really feel that's, that's the sound of God. Well, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. I so, know you're about to be like, you told me, we were having this conversation and I'm like, oh, I'll remember to talk this uh, with Daniel. This is a good time to like bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. I like this free flow one today. We really didn't have like too much of it. And I love the stuff no. that's coming up because it's just kind of, it's just the universe being like, you know what? You guys should talk about this. So, um, so yeah. So again, when you kind of, it's this like that, 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 and it's this almost like this Hindu mantra of what they kind of believe, almost like the energy and the sound of kind of God. And this is kind of this like sacred vibration. And um, his, his conclusion was that he thinks a lot of fathers in the West um, and mothers in the West are mistaken when the child says dad for the first time, because he thinks that, you know, a lot of children are probably saying that because it's just this like, it's just that, like, that's God, that, 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 oh, like wow. this, this thing, that, 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 that's almost really like the first concept you, um, you know, you get the first two things you kind of learn are it, which right. is yourself and that it's that separation of I'm it. It's not that right. I, that it's the right. separation. We start seeing that we're not just one with our mother. Right. Cause that's like one of the first lessons is like learning that you are not just connected to your mother and you're a separate entity. And mm-hmm. then objects are separate. We kind of talked about this when it came to pain and pleasure. Um, but it and that, and again, he mentioned how he felt that we almost rushed to conclusions for stu- for kids when their first word is dad. Yeah. And he's really like, they're probably saying that, like, that's probably what they're saying. Like that, yeah. that, that, that. That Hinduism. makes sense. Right. And you know, when you think about what words should you to explain consciousness and the experience of consciousness to a baby and you're teaching it words, what a great concept if we all learned it and that as children, like at the the most, you know, if those were the first words that we were, you know, yeah. when you're explaining stuff with children, like it pointing to you that, and then also being like, that it is that, yeah, that is yeah. it, you know, and really kind of getting this universal connection. If we could be fundamentally, you know, really instilled on what we probably are already intuitively feeling that you're going to put that child in such a, a huge spot for even when they start breaking down grammar and they start formulating words and they mm-hmm. just be able to know like first person, third person, object, noun, pronoun, that, that, it, right. that, it doing that. Like when you really break down to it, that's what it all is. Absolutely. That, it yeah. and that. And again, hide and seek, like and seek. who's seeking it. Yeah. What are you trying to find? right? It's the self. You're just trying to find your highest self. You're trying to find that connection to truth and the expansion of consciousness through love. And that's it. That's it. (laughs) 
No, I'm really excited that we were able to cover this because I think it's an actually, I mean, again, unfolding the the conversation right here on the podcast um, or unfolding the idea on the podcast through this conversation is just as exciting as when we're talking about it on the phone. Like, I really did appreciate you bringing that up because I was like, I never even thought of that. Like, we were right. talking about how we don't have rituals. Um, or not, we don't, but you know, we're not really brought up into too many of them anymore. Right. And it's like, yet yeah, there's this one that we do sort of instinctively sort of, I mean, cause the game itself, like I said, it reminds me of a lot of moments in childhood where if I was awkwardly in a place where I didn't know anybody, that was the game where everyone's like, all right. And then unfortunately, if you were good at hiding or not so good at hiding, there would be sometimes the segregation would occur within like this, this realm where people are like, oh, well, now we know, like, you don't know how to play this game very well. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, no, no, give me another chance. You know? Right. But, um, or they're but, a bunch of bullies and they don't ever find you. And you're like, just sitting in your spot. And you're like, are they ever going to come? That probably <laughs> happened to me more than once, <laughs> right. for sure, man. But uh, no, that's awesome, man. I really like the breakdown, the, the exoteric breakdown, too, um, in the beginning that you did. And then the more deeper meaning with the esoteric, you know. Right. Yeah, no, it's fantastic, man. And again, you know, one thing we really want to kind of stress is we're really going to start making a lot of movement to post more stuff on the website and more stuff on the Patreon. Um, You know, because what we've really found with that outlet is with those videos is we can kind of put up images. So when it comes to breaking down things like future subjects like alchemy, um, we're probably going to be making videos that we're going to publish on the website and then, um, you know, almost, I guess like extended or more personalized videos on the patron. Cause that kind of comes down to with whatever you want me, want me and Eddie to make Eduardo to make. Um, and one of the things is, is we're going to kind of start laying down more complex things because one thing is, is we've, we've, we have covered some really complex stuff on right. the podcast. Um, but it would be just so nice if you could see visuals, if you could kind of see some videos and we could kind of give, um, more of the five senses in this. And Absolutely. then what we'll kind of, we'll never going to stop these podcasts because we love these podcasts and love connecting with you. But again, the podcast will almost be a more of a discussion of that information that's going to be presented during that week. So you kind of have, I mean, what we'll kind of try to do is do those like the week before. So you have time to kind of watch those or you listen to the podcast. And if you want to learn more, um, you kind of go back and watch those videos. Um, Just like really apply. And I know I appreciate, you know, having these conversations with you having you as a friend is always helpful for me to sort of take the next week with, um, you know, with excitement and with just like full, um, I'm just being so grateful, you know, because it's like, okay, like if we're going to go ahead and, and take this deep dive and understand this concept, then, you know, I got to definitely apply it to my life and not get too lost in like where I'm hiding in yeah. the game of hide and go seek. Cause it's so easy to do or like, oh, no one's going to find me up here, but yeah. like, you don't want to not be found. Right. You know, you want to be able to at least enjoy the game. So, but yeah, I agree, man. There's definitely a lot of things that are going to be coming and I'm really excited to like, keep making them more applicable, but also to go back into, um, now that episode 30 is coming, um, we'll have ample time to sort of like restudy a lot of the subjects that maybe you, the audience were curious to know more about. Right. And I know for sure with me, like there's a couple of things that I want to like revisit. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think addendums are always going to be necessary. Um, because again, there's always time every time we leave this podcast, we look at each other and be like, Oh, I forgot to, we forgot to talk oh, about yeah. this. Right. Yeah. So, sure. um, yeah, I think addendum is definitely going to be in order. Um, we can always get into more detail. Yeah, absolutely. Please just reach out to us. And one thing we really want to kind of bring up too is, 
you guys also send in amazing information that you wanted, like that you kind of came to, like um, this individual named Greg, who actually we're very excited about because he just sent us this granola that we're going to talk about um, pretty soon, which we're really, that's amazing. It's just him and his wife. But he sent me a reflection on the Wizard of Oz of something I've never seen. And it was huge. It was this awesome aspect. So again, we want to kind of share that information because again, you guys are these truth seekers. You're the ones that are starting to, you've been perceiving this esoteric information. And some of you guys have been students for so long. Like it's, that's what's so amazing about our community that we need to get together because we have those individuals that are, have that energy of seeking it. And they're really, really amazing at that and they're kind of new to this and then we also have like well-seasoned spiritual um individuals who um are not only have that excitement of still seeking but they are so really good at finding this aspect everywhere you know what i mean um so we can really have like the whole gamut so we are just again just so blessed to share this time with you sovereign individuals absolutely man we tip our hats to you we do tip our hats to you and we hope we can just always aid that's the number one thing that you know uh always just runs back and forth in my mind and my heart at the same time is that when we talk about these, you know, natural law and the principles that we've brought up in the podcast, we'll always try to marry those two where it's like, Hey, this is what they were describing, or this is how it's been described forever. And this is how to apply it. And it'll just go hand in hand along the way on this path. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, That middle path, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, it'll, it'll keep unfolding within the analytical and then the actual, like, you know, uh, the um the anecdotal so there'll be ways to sort of like talk about what, what you know we've definitely experienced ourselves and and uh yeah i don't think i have yeah. anything else to add to that um no man i you know i got one thing i got one thing to add add away eduardo you're it oh you're <laughs> it buddy you're it um but yeah so anything else I don't think so, my guy. Until next time, then. Until next time. Cool.